So again, we've been talking about our state in Adam. How bad was the fall of Adam? How much effect did it have on those? Was his fall simply a bad example? Or as the covenant head of all mankind, did his fall, as the Puritan said, in Adam's fall, we sinned all. And so we are all born in Adam and totally or completely depraved or unable as Paul says in Romans, what? There is, is there anyone that chooses God on their own? He says, no, not one. There's none righteous, no, not one. There's none who understands. There's none who seeks after God. And so here, again, uh, we've been talking about that. But here we also see the application of the redemption obtained by Christ through the sovereign working of the Holy Spirit. In our Bibles, if you want to turn there, uh, 2 Corinthians, Paul states the following. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. And there's a, uh, verses 3, 6, 17, and 18. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by men. Clearly, you are an epistle or a letter of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. And then again down in verse 6, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And then down in 17, now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And here in this passage, uh, Paul is talking about that he's greater than Moses, which is a shocker if you stop and think about it, because Paul was a rabbi, and the rabbis exalted Moses. But he knew that he had been called to bring forth through the Spirit the fullness, the understanding, the work of the Spirit through him. And notice, uh, you are, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're a living letter, seen and read of men. The Spirit of God is writing in your life. The good that you do through the Spirit glorifies God, right? Isn't that what you want? When they see you, do, they, do you want them to see you or Jesus? Do you want them to glorify you or Jesus? Jesus, that's right. And so we have here the focus on the change. Be, uh, oh, I should say the charge of those who oppose the biblical true doctrine of salvation. Summarized by Jonah, what is the, what is the gospel? What is the gospel according to Jonah? Salvation is of the Lord. How did he learn it? In the belly of a fish, didn't he? And so... The charge was that this, the teaching of the sovereign, active grace of God makes men indifferent and passive. Nothing more, did you notice those phrase, stocks and blocks? That was the charge. Oh yeah, if you believe in the work of the, of the triune God is, and we don't do anything to earn our salvation, well then we're just stocks of wood and blocks of stone. And so that charge is being confronted here. In answer to the charge, 
Man remains a human creature. Did you notice that? We have a free will. The problem is not the will. What's the problem? The heart. What does God say when he looks at our heart apart from Christ? The imaginations of the thoughts of the heart are only evil all the day. How bad is our heart? Jeremiah says it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? So what do we need? We need spiritual heart surgery. We need that stone to be removed, and we need a heart of flesh, as the prophets say. Who does that? Do you do it? Do you, do you operate on yourself? Or is it the Spirit of God that brings life from the dead? Again, it says we are in spiritual death. Ephesians chapter 2, we'll be covering that when we get there. We tend to twist the truth to our own liking and will, and we will pursue the delights that, at that moment, that's right, spiritual. So what is the problem? It's not our wills. Our wills follow our heart. What does our heart want? Well, God says evil. So what do we choose? Well, I'm going to choose between this evil, this evil, and this evil. That's our hearts. We freely choose to God, to reject God and to pursue ourselves. But notice also the, on the other side, the but in the middle of the reader section. But, that is regeneration, the work of the Spirit, spiritually quickens, heals, corrects, and at the same time sweetly and powerfully bends it. Isn't that great? Is that testimony in your, of your life? Has God done that work in you? Where before I did what I wanted to do and I did not know God and did not care, and now the number one most important person in my life is not me, but God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will over our will. So guess what? In Christ, we have a free will. Paul talks about that. We can choose to do good or to do evil. God has worked in us to desire to do what is good. He has given us a new heart. But unfortunately, in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. And so the battle begins for the Christian, right? How long is this battle going to last? Till you die, right? The battle against the flesh and the spirit. But by the grace of God, he sovereignly, actively is involved with us. And we're going to talk about that a little bit in the sermon. Grace is God's personal, active involvement in your life. Grace is God's personal, active involvement in your life. That's why we call the church Grace Reformed Church. It's not just that God gives something and then walks away. No, grace is not only the gift, but the giver being involved with us every moment. Do you understand that? Is that important to you? It should be, because without it, we are nothing.